Welcome to the Local Government Bulletin Podcast Series of the Dalla Omar Institute at the University of the Western Cape. Here you can listen to short articles on local government law and policy. We aim to assist practitioners and deepen debates on local governance and service delivery. We hope you enjoy this podcast. The ANC says it's waiting for submissions from party structures about the implementation of the Step Aside Resolution. This after its highest decision-making body, the National Executive Committee, recently announced that members charged with corruption and serious crimes must step aside within 30 days or be suspended and disciplined. Provincial secretaries had until 5 p.m. on Thursday to submit lists of affected members, one of them Secretary General Ace Mahashule. This article was written by Yop de Fisser, published under Volume 16, Issue 2, in June 2021, with the title, Stepping Aside, But Then What? How the ANC's Resolution Affects Councillors. The African National Congress is implementing a resolution which provides that members who face criminal charges for corruption must step aside. It means, among other things, that these members may no longer represent the ANC on any public body. How does this affect ANC members who represent the party as councillors? And what does it mean for the municipality in which they serve? Councillors who lose their party membership lose their seat. The best place to start is with this rule, which is central to the municipal electoral system. If a councillor who represents a political party stops being a member of that party, he or she loses his or her council membership. Whether it was proportional representation seat or a ward seat, it is irrelevant. It will become vacant. If it is a PR vacancy, the party will determine who should fill the vacancy and inform the IEC. If it is ward vacancy, a by-election must be held. Councillors who step aside keep their seats. A councillor who steps aside in terms of the ANC resolution keeps his seat or her seat because the councillor does not lose his party membership. He or she continues to be a member of the party and therefore continues to be a member of the municipal council. Importantly, he or she continues to be paid as a councillor. This also applies if the councillor serves on both the local council as well as the district council. Both memberships are unaffected by the stepping aside rule. This change if the councillor is removed from the district council by the local council or by his or her party. But even then, the membership of the local council remains unaffected. In so far as the law on council membership goes, stepping aside from party activities is the same as being suspended by the party. A party may suspend one of its members pending a disciplinary procedure within the party. The law is clear on the effect of the suspension on council membership, and this has been confirmed in court rulings. The suspension from a party does not affect council membership. Office bearers affected by the ANC rule are expected to become ordinary councillors. Some councillors are also political office bearers in the council, i.e. they are mayors, chief whips, chairs of committees, etc. Depending on the type of office they hold and the municipality in which they serve, they may receive a full-time salary. The ANC stepping aside rule expects the councillors affected by it to resign from any special positions they hold. In other words, 
the party expects them to step down from their full-time positions and become ordinary part-time counsellors, earning the same part-time salary as other counsellors. From a legal and governance point of view, there is no difficulty. However, there are problems with how the stepping aside rule applies to ordinary counsellors, i.e. counsellors who are not office bearers in the council. Why the stepping aside rule is problematic. The most important duty of a counsellor is to attend council and committee meetings. Failure to attend without leave of absence is an offence in terms of the code of conduct for counsellors. Missing three consecutive council or committee meetings is enough for a councillor to be removed from office, ultimately by the MEC for local government. The key is this. A councillor who steps aside from party duties is not exempt from the duty to attend council and committee meetings. Councillors failing to attend council and or committee meetings may directly affect municipal service delivery. This is where municipalities are different from national and provincial government. When a member of a national provincial legislature is absent, it is unlikely to affect the daily running of government. These legislatures adopt laws and conduct oversight. They don't administer government departments. In local government, the prolonged absence of one councillor can directly affect service delivery. This is because municipal councils do more than passing bylaws and conducting oversight. They also take executive and administrative decisions that are often critical for municipal service delivery. Two issues come to mind. One, the affected councillors could be the ones that ensure a majority in the council for the party or coalition. Their absence may affect the balance of power and prompt instability that may affect service delivery. Two, a less likely but not impossible scenario is one where the affected councillor or councillors are the ones who make the difference between a council or committee meeting having a quorum or not. The above shows that it is not as simple as merely stepping aside. The consequence for governance and stability could be severe. It appears that the ANC has recognized this problem because members that step aside are expected to attend council and committee meetings. However, it is reported that they may not speak. In other words, they must be present and vote, but may not make inputs in council or committee meetings. Having your cake and eat it. It may very well be that the stepping aside resolution is an important party political instrument to combat corruption within a party. However, it is at odds with the law on how municipal councils function. Council and committee meetings rely on the full participation of all councillors. Furthermore, councillors are expected to be active and visible in their communities. The code of conduct for councillors provides that. Councillors are elected to represent local communities on municipal councils to ensure that municipalities have structured mechanisms of accountability to local communities and to meet the priority needs of communities. In fulfilling this role, councillors must be accountable to local communities and report back at least quarterly to constituencies on council matters. Councillors affected by this rule may not speak at community meetings and are thus not able to meet their duty to provide quarterly feedback to communities as the law requires. This is problematic. Councillors are elected to actively represent their communities in community and municipal meetings. They are elected as champions of their communities, not as muted observers. 
It is part of their duties as counsellors. It is what communities deserve and it is what they are remunerated for. It could be argued that stepping aside for a few weeks should not be a big problem. The speaker and or council whip can afford them leave of absence and or permit them to go on a go slow for a while. However, criminal legal proceedings easily take years. Clearly, keeping a councillor on mute for months or even years is not how local democracy is supposed to function. It is also an abuse of public funds. What must we make of a municipality that willfully continues to remunerate a councillor knowing that he or she only performs a tiny portion of his or her tasks? And what if the scheme is officially permitted or unofficially condoned by the speaker and or chief whip? Does the continuation of salary payments to an absentee councillor not amount to fruitless and wasteful expenditure? If it is, then a municipal manager is compelled by law to recover the losses from the councillor and or from the office bearers that sanctioned it. Despite its noble intentions, the stepping aside rule is problematic in local government. It is fraught with legal difficulties. Not only does it place chief whips, presiding officers and municipal managers in a difficult position, it could also undermine local democracy. What is the solution? If the rule cannot be lawfully applied to non-executive councillors, it cannot exist. As was argued earlier, there are no legal difficulties with the application of the rule to office bearers. They can step down from their special positions and become ordinary councillors. However, it is suggested that it cannot be applied to non-executive councillors. The law compels them to attend, vote and speak at council and committee meetings and to perform their duties as fully-fledged councillors in their communities. Thanks for listening. If you found it useful, please share this podcast via your social media. The Local Government Bulletin is supported by the Hansaitl Foundation and the Bavarian State Chancellery. We are proud to contribute to the debate on local governance and service delivery. This podcast was produced by Lukanyiso Matebese.